On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day, amigos, and welcome to the Four Diego's here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this uh, glorious Wednesday night, only because we're in at SEN tonight, boys. Vinny Venezuela, welcome. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Good to be here. Yes, and uh, Warren Diego, you're, you've decided to turn up today. <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah, part time. Mm-hmm. It was my roster day off last week, and and I was crook genuinely. It yes. wasn't. I wasn't. Carlos accused me. I think on air of faking it. Did he? No. Actually, no. I wish you all the best okay. in your illness. <laughs> but I will say that even if I was in last week, yes, that I would not have been able to keep it together on air after watching Melbourne City's performance. But Rodrigo, anyway. I don't want to air our dirty linen because but I've seen I'm our linen. Air away, Vinny. That's pretty make scary. It public, Vinny. But uh, Warren still owes me a bottle of wine from a yeah. bet we had <laughs> over a victory Melbourne no, City no, we've, game. We've had two bets. We've had I've two. Paid up one, one yeah. and that was weeks after. Weeks. This, we're getting onto the, the months. Okay. No worries. I'll get it next week, I promise. Yeah, and Carlos, you're looking fit and healthy as always here oh, yeah. at 11 o'clock on a, on yes. a Wednesday night. Yeah, look, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. I look very fit and healthy. Mm. And I look even more fit and healthy because my wife did the pre-show shave, uh, shave yeah. the head shave. She went a bit low, though. You've, you've noticed a little hickey. <laughs> oh, I look like It's a little like. clipper hickey. It, it does. It it's looks... going to take seconds off your, yeah. your announcing today, though, Carlos. It's going to be good so? for you. Yep. We yeah. should take a photo of that and put it on Twitter. It's a, that, it's that a, really does look it, like a just hickey. T- just tweet us in. Tweet us or, or SMS us in. <laughs> if you, a photo of if, if you ever had a, a clipper... Clipper, what is it? Clipper-induced love bite. Yes, that's right. Because yes. you went a bit low with it. And, uh, yeah, it's a, you know. you but must, I'm doing it injured, but I'm okay. You I'm must not have like a cluster of hair that just grows <laughs> yeah, there, Carlos, true, and true. it was getting on her nerves. Yeah. I stabbed yeah. myself with a broom on the weekend, oh, if you can okay. see. Um, yeah, whatever turns you on, <laughs> Hey, thanks to Finey on another great show. And as always, Finey, we'll be back tomorrow from 7. And uh, the Wonder Years and the boys, Milne and uh, 89, it was. This 1989. Mm. You, were you born? Anyway. I was. My first year of my professional career in 1989. I met Carlos in mm. 1989, mm. so there you go. So it was significant. Yeah, when we had our first little uh, yeah, I do. auditions. <laughs> I do, in the, the library. Diego's in the library, yeah, I do. where we were, and uh, we had a little tape deck. and yeah, yeah. Uh, put all the microphones and, uh, up. Uh, we, we were practising interviews, and I was Paul Wade, and the other boys were the <laughs> Diego's. <laughs> I think I interviewed better than Paul Wade ever had, yeah. to tell you the truth. Yeah, I wonder if we've got that story. tape anywhere. We have. You should look for that, Carlos. Because this is the 21st year of the Diego's, it by is. the way. That yeah. was last year, by the way. So, 22nd yeah. year, are we? <laughs> We're celebrating. And um, unlike uh, Paul Wade, Ocon's still speaking to you, Carlos. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Hey, we've got a big show for you tonight. We'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on, talk about uh, all the stuff that's going on in the UK. We'll get uh, go over a couple of Asian Champions League games that are happening tonight and... Uh, Catch up with everything that's happening in the A League, of course. But uh, you know, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the text messages. Give us a call or on nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Hey, uh, boys, the hot topic tonight. Uh, before we get into the scores, what is the hot topic, uh, Warren or Vinny? I Who's thought it was Warren's one. Oh, Warren. Okay. Warren no, came in no, on, you beating t- your drum about it. No, yeah. you've tagged it. I'll tag it, but I'll raise it. I actually am of the thought mm-hmm. that Ben Kalfalar. Hey, man. Has, 
the K-Man, has become... You're setting up the hot topic now, yep, right? Yep. The single most important player at victory. Yep. He can't he can't not be re-signed. In the he Southern Hemisphere. has to be re-signed. And if victory don't do it... They're negligent. They're negligent. <laughs> Jeez, but marriages will be, be ruined. Oh, marriages will be ruined. Society will crumble. Fans will burn effigies of Kevin Musket and everyone. It, the board. The board. Yeah. It's so important. He's the single most important player. All right. But so, they're so, at loggerheads, though. Well, they're only at loggerheads, and, I, and it must be money. It yeah. must be something to be, And I'm going to have to say this. Victory have to do whatever it takes to keep Ben Kalfalar. Even mm-hmm. if it means... Hang on, before you say that, so what's the hot topic? The hot Vinny? topic is Kalfala at what cost hotline. So what would you do to keep Kalfala, the great one, at uh, victory, assuming you're a victory fan? And you have to think like a CEO here. I you mean, do? You, you can't be saying suddenly he's got to you know, give him $4 million or something like that and that's it. But because you've got, you've got a salary cap issue, you've got a squad issue. What would you do, do to keep him there? Because you've got to keep him there. So it's the at what cost Kalfala. Hotline tonight, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Send us a text message, or we'd love to hear your voice on this nine four two nine eleven sixteen. So, Warren, what would you do? Uh, What's I'm, the first thing you'd do? I'd be if I'm Kevin Musket. Yep, I'm calling Archie Thompson Ooh. into my office. Okay, let's, so you're going to have a conversation with him. So, yep. what are you going to say to him, Arch? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, Muskie. <laughs> the it's time's a... come. <laughs> Gee. We're not offering you another contract next year. You've killed well, Ben. Well, you're doing honest, that now. Yep. To be honest with you, Archie, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> if we sign you, we can't sign the K-Man. So it's either you or him. And I'm sorry, son. It's you. That's ridiculous, Warren, because you're being serious. But I mean, I know it's a bit of a role play here on radio. It's like Donnie 50. Archie's got to go. <laughs> but... Uh, but that's ridiculous. I mean, he scored on the weekend, Archie. Yes, he's still, I think it was an assist from the K-Man. He's still got goals <laughs> in him. In fact, you know, there's, I think there's a spot these days for a re- really good player. He can't last 90 minutes, but a really good player off the bench. And that's what Archie is. No, but they've got themselves into this position, Carlos. He's an icon, Warren. He's an icon. Well, there is, but Victory have got themselves into this position. They've had a fantastic crop of younger players that they've looked to re-sign. So... They've lost some of the salary cap through that because they've had to give them extra money, Garrier and the like. But you don't like Georgievsky. You don't like Co. Uh, who well, else? Coe's the goalkeeper, so I you mean, probably can't. Are you going to make go. the hard call on Broxham? No, Broxham stays. He's a utility. He's a spare parts man. He's important. Archie at 33, one-year rollover contracts. I'm sorry, and I'll put it this simply. If Ben Calfell, if you wanted to pick as a marquee man, Ben Kalfala or Mark Yanko, you'd go for Ben Kalfala. Now, Yanko's the marquee, the international marquee at Sydney FC. I'm sorry that if he needs marquee money, if he's going to... And, and Victory have got themselves into this position where Barish is the marquee guy, he'll stay there. Milligan's their Australian. They've got to find money. And I'm talking... I'd be talking marquee money, 400 Whatever. 400's not marquee That's money. 600, whatever it money. takes, whatever it takes. Yanko's on 1.5 mil. Yeah, well, that's the marquee. sort of money that Ben Kalfala wow. needs well, to get. Well, he can't be if he's not the marquee. Okay, do you agree with Warren? 9429 or 0433 
981116. We'd love to hear from you on this. That is very CEO-like there, Warren. It's a bit, bit strange. I don't know how the conversation would go. So so do you get rid of him completely or do you put him on a reduced games contract? No, he's getting or? rid of him completely. He's I'm cutting saying, him. You can't get rid of a lead. No. I mean, the fab- well, he's got a- there, there is some value to a fab- the fabric of a club. You're giving him a testimonial, wishing no, him all the best no, and no, telling no, him no, goodbye. You, you know, I, I, I get to the point where I reckon, you know, people laugh, you know, people admire Archie about his football, but they don't give him enough credit for his thinking and his and his uh, and his uh, commitment. Yeah, for his commitment to the team. And I reckon when the time comes, he'll move on before he's he's pushed. They've put themselves. And in I, I don't think that time's come yet. It has. I think he's got at least another year in him. Uh, he scored on the weekend. He still looks decent. Um, and you need you need a good. Person, good player off the bench, you can change games too. You just can't, you can't go with a Naboo or a Connor Payne who's not ready to change a game. If you're going to get any of the uh, the triumphant prongs out of the game, like Barbarossa or Barisha or Kalfalar, you've got to have someone who's going to come on and have an impact. Those other kids have, haven't got the impact of, of someone like an Archie Thompson. Well, he's paying for petrol money. He's playing for petrol no, money. He's not. No, no, he's, he's, he's much more than that. The other thing, too, I, as good as Kalfala is, I don't know that you necessarily have to sacrifice another one of your greats to keep Kalfala, you know, because good players come and go. Melbourne Victory found Kalfala, and if needs be, they will find another player. And I think that uh, while the, you do it a bit for the coin, I think it, history mostly shows in the A-League that when players switch teams and then they sort of come back, they... They're never quite the same as well. So I would be making the case with Kalfala that uh, it's more more than just about the money at Victory. There's a, there's a community, there's a camaraderie here that is very unique. As and we'll give you, we'll throw as much ca- extra cash your way as we can. But uh, we are encumbered. But uh, you know, I wouldn't. Be- I like the salary cap in that it, you know it evens up the competition. But at what point does the A League reward these clubs that go out and find mm. a player like Ben Kalfala? Instead of after one year, you know, yeah. they're already talking about maybe him going to another club. Yeah, I, I, yeah the boys on Fox Sports were talking about this on the weekend, mm. and we had a bit of a, a bit of a hot topic on uh, half show today on it. And uh, I think the FFA have got to start now allowing a second international marquee. I mean, that that rele- that rewards teams like mm. Victory. I mean, at the moment, Victory's nurtured this guy. He didn't start. A- on fire in the season, he just he's warmed into it. But he's a terrific player in the second half of the season. Going to be a terrific player in the finals, and now that he's got real value, and people have seen it. Suddenly, you get your Perths or your Sydneys coming in and saying, "Okay, we're going to offer you heaps of more money," and uh, and victory miss out on him no, because I, they can't fit him in. It's funny, Carlos. I don't disagree with you, but I do. In and this might sound stupid. It's interesting you say that because in the NRL. The actual NRL organisation have got this pool of funds that they're prepared to pay marquee players to keep them in the game because they don't want the Sonny Bill Williamses going off to Rugby Union and leaving Rugby League. Now, at the moment, they're likely to pay Greg Inglis a million dollars outside the South Sydney salary cap of $6.5 million to keep him in Rugby League because there's yeah, more money out there. Keep him, at, keep him at South Sydney in the Rugby League. Okay. Now, you can't have that. Because suddenly that means that South Sydney's salary cap is seven point five million dollars, no, not, not 6.5. saying there's a pool of money to, to give a player because you want to. I'm just saying there's a, an option for a second international uh, marquee player for every club. If you've got the money and you want to do it or the inclination, you can. But bring what about the if the cl- all the clubs don't have the money? Are you going to fund the clubs who don't have no, the money why? to be able to do it? Why? Because otherwise the salary cap becomes unequal. It's not the salary cap. It's it's an extra marquee player. 
But it's only an extra marquee player if every club can actually afford it. I think if there's an extra marquee player there, you'll find that every club will find the money for the extra marquee player. They will, because it's just, it's competition. It's, uh, you know, if they'll find the money. Uh, you know, Central Coast has never gone big with their marquee player anyway. So, you know, let's, let's leave them aside for a moment. But everyone else... I mean, Broish is getting top dollar at uh, at Raw. Karuska will be getting top dollar at Adelaide. Uh, you know, of course, Melbourne City and uh, Melbourne yep. Victory. And, of course, Sydney and West Sydney. Every club will be in a position to be able to pay really, really good money to a second marquee player. No, I agree. Absolutely. We're getting some good text messages here. Um I would give Kalfalar the lot. A year supply of our homemade pasta sauce, uh, two homemade legs of prosciutto. After that, I can do no more. He would be too greedy. That's Diesel George. Thank you very much. Archie out, FBK in. There you go. There's a bit of that, Warren. Mm. Uh, Archie will leave on mutual terms with victory when it's time, but Kalfalar is the better choice. Ben from Geelong. Um, here we go. Costa is good, but very selfish. Mm. Costa out to keep... Jeez. Aussie Ben. That, that now, will never happen. Would, the other question I'd ask, if they, if Archie does finish off at, at victory under mutual consent, and that could happen... Oh, that's how it'll be. Would another club pick him up? I, I don't know. I don't know if they'd be good for Archie for, to go to another yeah. club. I don't think that, mm. that would be a good Do thing for him. Do you think there'd but, be approaches, though? Well, there'd probably be some... You know, there'd probably be people talking to him now. Talking to, I think, John Grimold is his agent. I think they'd be probably talking to him now. There's actually a bit of commentary on Warren's return to the Diego. <laughs> Great to hear Warren is back. Not the same without his uh, witty, dry oh, sense geez. of humour. Signed Warren's daughter. But, um, <laughs> actually, uh, Isabella, get to bed now. That's Coin Boys, Stinger in Werribee. Um, Stephen in Richmond, what the hell is Warren on? Warren, yeah, I better not. I, Warren is, I uh, better not. Uh, Richard Headley. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that all go. he's got? Thanks, uh, Stephen. It's actually a compliment. Thank yes. you. Yes, so there you go. That's an interesting topic. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call or send us a text message. Uh, what would you, it's the, at what cost Kelfalars? A lot of talk going on about that. Hey, um, let's talk, let's, let's, change, let's change topics a little bit before we do, Carlos. A little bit of Asian Champions League games yes, tonight, I think, uh, Rodrigo. I'm yeah, sure absolutely. you want to go to that, but I was. Uh, I was very interested in the scores myself. I missed uh, out would on you the like Brisbane. to know? Yes, I would love to I'll know. I'll tell you now. Yeah. Brisbane Raw uh, <laughs> drew with uh, Suong Blue Wings yeah. tonight. Who uh, scored? We got Borello scored for uh, Young Gun. Brisbane. Young yeah. Gun and uh, Devante Clute. Clute scored. By the way, uh, I have twice, had the actually. Blue Wings, uh, Rodrigo. Yeah. I can recommend the Blue yeah. Wings. Yeah. Very nice. What sort of beer do you drink with yeah. it? Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, they scored. Th- young Clute got a yeah. couple. Did yeah. he? Young Clute. He had beer in a Clute. Yeah, he scored. Uh, he scored a double, a brace. He did absolutely. Yeah, Barbara um, Streisand knows him quite what, well. What, uh, what background? Uh, Devante Clute. Yeah, he's an Aussie. Yes, I know he's played for the under-20s too for Australia. So. Is that Dutch originally? Clute? Davante? Hmm. Dutch oh, Italian? Italian mum, <laughs> Dutch, Dutch anyway, father. Yeah. Stay anyway, tuned. I mean, you'll thrill. hear more uh, about Clute. That's Brisbane, for sure. Brisbane were actually 2-0 up in this game and yeah. uh, Suwon Bluing scored the next three and then Clute came in and he, scored he was, another one. He was left in a basket in the uh, red, red light district <laughs> in Holland. Yeah. And in the other game, Western Sydney Wanderers against Seoul FC. It finished uh, nil all in that game. Uh, Sydney had a Western Sydney Wanderers had a few chances right at the end here, but uh, it finished nil all in the Asian Champions League. Can I ask, have they officially stopped trying in the A-League and have just putting it all into the Asia Champions League? They've officially stopped trying. They're a different team, aren't they? And the the further away they go and play... The better they are. are. You know, if they raise the travel anymore, I'll spew up. (laughs) They're actually playing better... 
when they travel further. And I the would jet ar- lag is actually almost like steroids for them. And I would argue if altitude they st- altitude training, Carlos. If they started playing their home games in the A League in Korea <laughs> instead of Wonderland, I actually think they'd start going better. I know. Absolutely. Um, hey, boys, just want to touch on this subject. Uh, not touch on it, but we'll, mm. we'll, uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, CEO David Gallup of the FFA has come out and basically said that uh, the Socceroos are Australia's team. They've basically taken over from the Australian cricket team as Australia's national team. And uh, obviously he was talking about you know, the fact that we make World Cups now, we won the Asian, Asian Cup, uh, you know, and the country gets right behind it because of its multicultural nature. You can really identify with, uh, with this Socceroos team. So I want to put it to you, boys. Uh, at what point or is Australia, is this, are the Socceroos Australia's team? If not, at what point do they become Australia's team? We... Uh we had a, a full hour on halves talking about this. Today. We've got five minutes before a break. Yeah, we got a terrific, <laughs> terrific response on uh, on the talkback and SMS and so forth. And my feeling is, David Gubb's a fantastic operator. I, I really enjoy what he does, and he really puts, he really challenges the other sports by saying we're going to be the biggest. And now with this comment that where the, the soccer is the Australia's team. Uh, but I think it was more of a pitch to sponsors because the soccer is don't even have a major sponsor yet, and I think there's so many things not. Still, still to do in the game. We're still not on free to air TV. Uh, you know, when I say free to air, of course it's on our beloved SBS, but it doesn't really reach the millions that it would reach if it was on the Channel Nine or Channel Seven. And uh, and I don't think uh, we're packing out. Uh, you know, I don't think the Socceroos are the hottest ticket in town yet. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I suppose we've got to compare it to the cricket, and they're not always either. But I just think. The, the fact that the, the cricket uh, in, ensconced to Channel 9, they've got big money in their game, they've got the big bash and all that sort of stuff at the moment, I think that they still lead uh, the, the stakes in, as far as Australia's favourite team or the most popular national team. Uh, it doesn't mean that we can't ever get there. I just think we're not there yet. It's more hype he's building up, and I think it's all about him trying to sell it to a sponsor but publicly. Look, I love David Gallup, and I, you know, he took my, my, my plea <laughs> of uh, trying to get us into a stadium <laughs> in Brazil. If he talks and, to Vinny, then Vinny loves so, it. You know, I'm on his side. Did he actually? But, but as far as I'm concerned, get... he, ne- he never actually came back <laughs> no, for he us. Didn't, so, he didn't, no. as far as he's concerned, we're um, still outside that stadium in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't try that hard. Yeah. But I, now I'll say, I'll say this about what he's saying. He's got to talk it big because that's that's what mm. you get paid the bucks for. But realistically. The Socceroos will only ever be Australia's team when we... we I mean, the Asian Cup was a fantastic uh, initiation for, for the unwashed and those who, who don't know about the game. But the World Cup, that's where that's where the cha-ching is. That's where the cred- credibility is. And we have to perform consistently well at a few World Cups before people embrace us in the same but, but, way that... But even, uh, if we, even if we go to World Cups, though, Vinny, we've got to be on a, a network that everyone can see, and it's got to be treated with respect. We don't want it to... Remember, nothing. no one screws soccer like seven? Remember that yes, campaign many years ago? You don't want that to happen. Be care- I mean, my, st- my sentiment would be be careful what you wish for. I think what you've got to be able to get out of the free-to-air networks is not only a commitment to cover, but then the quality of coverage that matches what we're currently getting on, on Foxtel in terms of the pre-game, the post-game, the amount of time that they put around it. And look, does it need to be on the prime channel? I don't know whether it needs to be on seven or nine, 
because well, it does. If you're going to well, be, I mean, if you're going to be Australia, it's not going to be. It's going to yeah, be on well, one of the other well, other channels. Well, we're, we're, then we won't be Australia's team. So we're we're all pretty much in agreement. We're not Australia's team at the moment. So no. does David Gallup risk? Because he does come out with some of these big statements from time to time. Oh, look, he, no, he's, does he, does no, he need he's, to? But his justification in the article right. was right. You know, there are, the team is a reflection, a cross section of Australia. I think it's more more so a cross section of Australia than the cricket team is. Uh, they did yes. very well in the Asian Cup. They they uh, they almost brought together a nation through that. Uh, we've got to three World Cups. Ange has got a really young side now. It's exciting. I think all those things are right. But what are the numbers like? How many people are turning up to games? Are we getting uh, the sort of TV audience that cricket would get? You know, and this is where for me, I know we've got to be on one of those stations. I suppose that's where we're going to with the next story, uh, Rodders. But the uh, but I honestly believe that. We're going to get there one day, but we're certainly not there mm. yet. And the A-League, as I think you also mentioned, the A-League is also a key driver in this, and the, the quality of A-League football week in, week out has got to be mm. at a standard that keeps people watching the commercial stations. Mm. But I do agree with Warren that uh, you can't just hope for it to be on a commercial TV station. It, what what Foxell has done with, with the game this year in particular, where they've got several shows around it certainly gives gives it the sort of credibility that uh, it, it deserves on other stations, absolutely. Absolutely. When we come back, we'll, we'll uh, talk a bit more about this. As we go to the break, Carlos, you are selling soccer short. If you measure uh, number one national team with passion, Socceroos are by far number one. Nobody packs out Fed Square in the middle of winter to watch cricket, Daniel. Yeah, that's true, but uh, we don't get four million people watching you know, uh, a soccer World Cup qualifier because it's not on Channel 9, not on Channel 7. That's that's a problem. But I know? would say to Daniel that if it was an Ashes game and we had to watch it uh, at Fed Square because we couldn't see it anywhere else, people would go to yeah, Fed that's Square. That's right, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I mean, if we're in, if, they make, if the Australian yeah. make the World Cup final... And by the way, it doesn't mean that the, that the latent support's not there. It means that somehow the numbers have got to stack up for a Channel 9 or Channel 7 mm. to take this on. It's got to be a commercially viable thing. They they don't want to experiment. They want the finished product. They don't want to wait for football and nurture it because mm. uh, that's not the, what they're in no. the business to, Channel 7 and Channel 9. They want the product. And if it's not on there yet, it means we're still not at that point. But it doesn't mean that we can't be on. And after the break, we may well have graduated to that, Rodrigo. Well, You've got a really good little story. Yeah, have I? Okay, i better read it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, let's take a break now and come back with more of the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Wherever I go, people are waving at me. Maybe if I do a good job, they'll use all their fingers. This has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diego's. On 11.16 SEN, the four Diego's. Yes, we're here on a Wednesday night here on 11.16. SEN Melbourne's home of sport. A couple of uh, Asian... News, news yeah. off the... Oh, absolutely. It's steaming. It's steaming. We're bringing it to your first. Tell your friends in a moment, Rodrigo is going to... He's a news breaker. It's well, seeming like our dirty linen. I'm reading somebody else's news. But uh, Asian Champions League, Brisbane Raw uh, drew with Suwon Blueings, three all in Seoul FC, FC Seoul rather, and Western Sydney Wanderers uh, nil all in the Asian Champions League. So... Um, yeah, Fairfax. Yeah, a bit of uh, news <laughs> off, off the wires. Fairfax Media is reporting that uh, 
The spiritual home of uh, football here in this Australia. This is breaking news, for by the way. 35 years, yeah. SBS uh, are in advanced plans to cut ties with the sport in a programming overhaul. And this is so not a joke. This is not a joke. This is um, straight off the wire. This is in Fairfax uh, media, internet. straight off the internet. <laughs> um, we had another <laughs> bit of a story. It's NBN, it's optic fibers, Carlos. <laughs> had another story, but uh, that was about community television. But, uh, <laughs> this one's a bit better. But uh, the government broadcasters, obviously, they've got the rights to uh, the FIFA World Cup, the UEFA Champions. Champions League and uh, one A-League match uh, of free-to-air TV each Friday night, there have been some discussions that they're going to scale back uh, considerably. And obviously that comes on the back, not obviously, but it comes on the back of Channel 7 indicating that they would be very interested in televising Socceroos matches uh, when the current agreement with SBS and Fox Sports runs out in 2017. So there's a bit of media manoeuvring going on at the moment. And is has that got anything to do with um, what... David Gallup came well, maybe, out Well, maybe he was just putting it out mm. there just to, just to warm people up. And this is a great story to back that up. Yep. Uh, the only problem is I have a long memory. <laughs> I'm yeah. like an elephant. As do our listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm like an elephant. Actually, Sebastian Hassett's reporting the SBS uh, story. And he's, he, he, look, he, he works for them. He's on the, oh, yeah, I think yeah, he's on SBS yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Well, he, he probably isn't anymore. <laughs> that's probably why. <laughs> but uh, that's a fantastic story in that suddenly... The commercial networks, I mean, the ones with the real real viewership, uh, are looking at it. Now, think if Channel 7 starts showing an interest, you watch Channel 9 show an interest. But then again, they might not because of the cricket. So, uh, And that'll be a lot of uh, clashes there with the, with the cricket, especially when they're playing, when Australia's playing, well, they're always playing in the summer here. So, mm. yeah, that's going to be a bit of a problem. But, but surely the value of the AFL to some of these networks as well has to factor in, and, and the AFL wouldn't necessarily want... Um, uh, their product on different seasons, mate. Yeah. There's a lot different of seasons. there's a lot of TV yeah. rights deals that are going to come and go in the next two years. There's the AFL deal, the, the renegotiation of that deal. There's just been the NRL. So there's a lot of and the TV networks in general aren't going anywhere near as well as what they used to. But well, that's terms why of they've funds. got to go. But this is that's that's even more the reason why this is an exciting prospect because they're seeing true value. It's not like there's a suddenly a football maniac who's running Channel 7 and saying, oh, I'm going to bring football along because I love football. It's because they're seeing it a real commercial proposition that can make them money and, uh, and actually tap into the many, many hundreds of thousands, even millions of uh, fans and players out there. Mm. Channel 7 might be looking for like a panel show. I wonder. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. four guys. Yeah. Yes, Santo Salmonet. Yeah, and I think somebody else. Three, yeah, three. Yeah, and I somebody think, else. I think uh, Santo would have these proposal ready three and guys. waiting. The Channel yeah. Seven one. Just take the Foxtel logo off. <laughs> that's what he did with SBS. Took the Fox, the SBS logo off. Foxtel. Now that's off. Channel Seven next. Yeah, knows how to do it. Good luck yeah. to him. Hey, so seriously, let, let's just touch on the SBS. That's that's a sad. That's a sad thing. It SBS is sad. Has been it is synonymous, sad, but with the game for t- yeah, on TV. Yeah, that's okay. But Liz is gone. And uh, yeah. and the boys There's are doing okay. Lament mourning Craig Foster. Craig Foster's yeah. fantastic. Uh, he'll get picked up. Where's he going to go? Yeah. All that sort of no, thing. No, he'll get picked up. I saw Craig doing a little bit of um, work on Channel Nine during the Today Show uh, uh-huh. during the Asian Cup. So. Uh, you know these guys move around anyway. I don't think it's the end of the world. There, I mean, there's, there's going to be the good thing is if you're into media, and uh, and you want to make a career in in sort of football media, hmm. if you haven't played, you have got no chance, right? But <laughs> if you have played, right, at a reasonable level, and you have got some friends around the place, you, so you might we're be buggered to... effectively. Oh yeah, no, we've been gone for a long time. <laughs> we've been gone for twenty yeah, years. Right. I tell you yeah. what, though, I tell you what it does. If you're if you're 
a half decent world football player. You want to you want to make sure that you you don't skip all your you know English classes yeah, and right. stuff like that and and get yourself a little bit articulate and mm. take your studies seriously because I don't know that there are that many world footballers that are necessarily uh, very good in the media because they have spent all their time training hard and yep. working really well but I think that. Uh, yeah, you just polish your, yeah. your media game up a little bit and AFL, you set yourself up for your next and career. And you're not joking there, Vinny, because a lot of AFL footballers do that during their football career too. They look for life after yep. football and there's going to be a lot of football. If it goes to Channel 7 and starts really growing the way it is at the moment, there's going to be so many opportunities in the media for anyone who's aspiring uh, and especially if you played the game. That's the other thing that uh, they'll be really looking at. And I, I'm, I'm excited by this. I, I feel a bit sad for SBS, but they've had their run. You know, they've had their run. I think uh, I've really enjoyed the Foxtel coverage, the Fox oh, Sports absolutely. coverage. And uh, I just, like I said, if I've got a long memory. I'm, like a man, I'm an elephant, right? <laughs> and if Channel 7 get it and disrespect it, there's going to be a problem. That's the risk. It's a big risk. Oh, yeah. Who do you go to, this. Who do you go to? Oh, no. They, they, uh, don't worry. We go outside, outside, yeah, outside the norm and we'll sort that out. Maybe an it, internet TV sort of channel. Carlos, no, no, we'll no, take it on. No, no, I don't want internet to. You know, if you're not going to do it properly, don't do it. Channel Seven. I know that. I know that they're. I know they're actually listening to us right now. Channel Seven. Channel Seven. This oh, is a no, role Kerry, play. Kerry Stokes. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm, I'm you Kerry. Kerry. Yeah, you're I'm Kerry. Kerry. I'm in okay. Perth on, I'm the, Carlos. on the river. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, Kerry. Yes, yes, Carlos. <laughs> you grab this. You're lucky. You've got five minutes with me, you, Carlos. You, you, Hurry you, up. You grab this product and you do what you did. In the late 90s, early 2000s. Is that a threat, Carlos? I'm telling you now yes. there's going to be trouble. Okay, Carlos. Okay? No, right. Nobody screws football like Channel 7. You're not Remember helping, that campaign? Yeah, you're not helping yourself get a show on the network, Carlos. Yeah, I'm pointing at you. Okay? You'll never work in this town again, Carlos. <laughs> Security. <laughs> get Carlos out. Security. Go. There's a, there's a bit of a shake-up in the, uh, on the television side of things. Uh, Are you excited, Rodrigo? Oh, I am excited, You know, they're going to need a host no, no, for these shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A voiceover. You could be yeah. the new John yes. Deeks of world football. Absolutely. The gladiators of football, Rodrigo. I You're the host. Be, yeah. yeah. The no, John absolutely. Deeks And then a game football. show, Rodrigo. Oh, look. The, the, my future is just—it's it's already written, Vinny Venezuela. I can't. The trajectory uh, that you yeah. are on right now—you yeah, don't even absolutely. know it. <laughs> what you about? We've got like, twenty flight minutes to, to go. Tomorrow, what about our listeners out there? Are you excited? Just shoot us through an SMS. Are you excited that Channel Seven could take on the rights and uh, SBS is losing? Are you excited about? Are you sad about SBS? You're skeptical? Yeah, yeah. Are you skeptical? Mm. Are, you, are you? Will you spew up? If they don't do this the is right a ploy thing. by Melbourne Victory to get Archie to retire. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just very Archie might be one of the Archie. panel. Yeah, on, he did so. some work. Archie did some TV work. He needs some work, though. He needs, <laughs> he needs to brush up on that part of it, though. I could uh, take Archie on. I reckon I'd be good for Archie. You know, I am a bit well, of an English teacher. Oh, oh, right. I, right. I, mentor? I, could, I could mentor him. Yeah, I yeah. could get him ready. Yeah. Yeah. I could ready. I'll have a chat to him down aisle three at Coles on the weekend because yeah. I see him. Yeah, yeah, I will. He's not going to want to talk to you. you no, actually, you I just sacked him in your little, worried about in your little that. mock <laughs> interview. There. I was thinking about that. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen or nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We'll catch up with Mike McGrath very shortly. But uh, boys, what about the A League at the weekend? There's some interesting games, of course. And uh, let's start with the games that the uh, Melbourne uh, teams played in Western Sydney Wanderers and uh, Melbourne victory. It was a, an easy victory in the end to uh, victory. It was clinical, like. wasn't it? It was really clinical and uh, Cal Falar was the master. Mm. Brisha finished beautifully and the other one was Archie Thompson too. And uh, it just, it, look, you, you knew they were going to win. West Sydney Wonder was just tired. They're not they trying. They're just tired of life. <laughs> they're just tired. They're tired of life. They, they, they were plucky, but they were tired. So, but victory just did what they did. Mm. They're very professional performance, I think. Yeah, my sense is that 
I still think they're the favourites to finish top victory. They've got... Still the, the best team ever? Yeah, I think they're the best team ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I do. That. And I think um, defensively, <laughs> they're getting it right. Well, yeah, they need copper goal against Well, I mean, goal. is that... Um, it's not two clean sheets in a row, but they're getting better defensively. So well, I, I think they're still the team to beat, clearly. They've got the game in hand over there. They'll be, um, they've got a couple of boys away on uh, national duty oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, Melligan will be away. Yeah. And... Oh, a heap of them. Uh, Ollie Ruse, too. Yes. Gary is yes, gone. Yes, Galloway's gone. Uh, be... Actually, the only one they haven't picked up is Ansel. Ansel mm. they're leaving behind, but he could have gone. They're, they're going to lose about... Six to seven players. And there's even talk of Jurjewski being yeah. uh, picked for Macedonia. No, no apparently they locked, locked him back. So, locked him back. Yeah, so he'll stay. There you go. What about uh, Warren? We'll go to you on this one. Yep. Melbourne City defeated Newcastle Jets. Oh, well, I privately, I privately divorced Melbourne City last week. Did the you? only thing that I didn't was it do a private was, ceremony. Uh, it was private. On, yeah. I just didn't do it on. Didn't the have the opportunity to do it on air. Look, uh, I read absolutely nothing, nothing into the performance against Newcastle. They are as bad as. Wellington Phoenix yeah. ever were yeah, they're a yeah. in terms of their yeah. the whole the whole makeup of that team it needs to be imploded from within and start again and that's really disappointing for the fans of Newcastle because I do have a soft spot for them when Ramsey's scoring and Williams is scoring it's either a revolution at Melbourne <laughs> City or an aberration <laughs> one of the two and look we'll find out more this week they play Sydney um, Connor Chapman's out for the Worst brain explosion I think we've ever seen. That, Did he get weeks? He got three extra weeks on top oh, of the geez. week that he copped for that Streblay Dolevsky thing. He's lucky. He's was, lucky. He made contact with the referee. It's ridiculous. Not, I mean, people have gone for eight weeks for that. But you talk about victory losing six. Melbourne City lose Aaron Moy, which is almost the equivalent <laughs> to six. So I can't see them beating Sydney. Brisbane have got two games in hand, and. As much as that seems like a positive, and we often talk about games in hand being a positive, no, with Brisbane having to travel and the stop, back of the positive. yeah, I think Melbourne City are still they've got a tough run, but I still think they're a chance. But without Moy, I can't see them beating Sydney. Mm, interesting stuff. And then, did you guys catch the Sydney FC Brisbane Raw game yes, by any chance? It was good. Oh, it was unbelievable. The goal fest. Tim Verbeek would have. <laughs> I'll use the word. He would have spewed <laughs> about that game. She's really channeling what Terry Wallace. I know. I've said it a few it? times yeah. in the last five minutes, but I, well, five, I, I won't four. say it again. I won't say it again. Five four. But did you see the defending in the last twenty it minutes. Was unbelievable. It was no wonder. One. Apparently, no coach wanted to claim the win at the end. <laughs> it was unbelievable because it was uh, such a poor defensive performance by both teams. What was it four one with yeah. ten minutes to go? Any eight minute mark, it was four right. one. Mm. Yep. Unbelievable. And, and can we not talk up the Yanko hat trick? Because two were penalties. That, that doesn't count. Anyone can score yeah, a penalty. Yeah, but 16 goals, yeah. seven in a row, seven games yeah, in a row. No, no, it's he's a, on fire. It's yeah, he's on fire. Fairly well going. And the other games, of course, Adelaide United uh, defeated Central Coast Mariners 2-1. That means uh, Adelaide United, is, well, they're, they're in um, in fifth place at the moment. They take on Melbourne victory. Mm. Uh, that's, that's a big a, game. That's a big game. I'm going to that. Yeah. I'll you? be there yeah. in the crowds. It'll be me with the flair. <laughs> Just letting you know now. I will say one thing, not so much about Adelaide, but I'll say it against the team that I think currently sits top of the ladder, which is Wellington. Yes. Who defeated uh, Perth yeah. Glory too. Krishna, hmm. he's Roy. not... Roy Krishna is not a flash-in-the-pan sort of... They've got him from nowhere. O-League. But he is... And the funny thing is, I didn't. I don't think I shared this with you guys. When I was in oh. New Zealand on my sabbatical, you know, the enforced sabbatical that you sent me on, Carlos, there was actually a big story in the New Zealand papers about um, Ernie Merrick going for a tour of the Oceania countries, yeah. starting in Fiji, looking for a Roy Krishna-type player because there is a sense that there's quite a lot out there with... 
There isn't. Raw skill. No, there isn't. That. There's not? Rodrigo, we did the Radio Australia show for, what, five years? Yep. And Roy was scoring regularly he in the was. O-League because we was. were doing a lot of reporting on the O-League. There's not much else, really. But no, he no. has improved cousins out of and his brothers. skin. He has. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some of the younger guys coming through, but there's not a lot of them. And Joel Griffiths yeah, he's, could be he's the most inspired yeah. signing, yeah. you know, not ever, because I'm, <laughs> I'm prone to big statements, but is he the difference player from them being just a finals competitor to a team, to a team that can win? Because... You know the the mix around this. They finish top two. Mm. They get home. Mm. They get home finals mm. now, and they're a good team. They're suddenly yeah. hard to beat, and they're a good team. So, and the, and the likes of Durante, yeah. Sigmund, um, those guys, Musket, who have been in and around, they're actually really solidifying that team with what they've gone forward. Because the other guy, Bonavazia, is mm. the other guy, Great and he's only twenty. One or twenty-two. He's actually a yeah. very young imported import player. So See, they've got to watch it too because I think some of the uh, mainland yes uh, teams will, <clears throat> will be going after him too because he's a terrific player. He's yeah. one of the, he's one of the players of the league at the moment. Yeah, and it's fair to salute uh, Ernie Merrick for his his hard work's oh, paying yeah. off. And good uh, on him. But absolutely, he's, but, uh, he's had to change too. And I think that team's playing the football that even when Victory were playing game uh, winning tournament uh, winning leagues i don't think they were playing that type of football cuz he didn't have the same sort of players and uh they're just a free flowing they're just a team that know where each other are all the time mm. and they're just mobile and they score in their speed they, they score when they need to and nathan burns Football, yep. football of his life at the moment is playing. Absolutely. And uh, just uh, before we go to a break, uh, some text messages here around the Channel SBS and Channel 7 situation we were talking about before. Very, very sceptical, says Kim in Ascot Vale, mm. all ready to spew up at the thought <laughs> of Channel 7 instead of SBS. Uh, John in Port Melbourne, they'll, they'll have every game running into the 6 o'clock news service. <laughs> no, no, thank you. If SBS is giving up the coverage due to funding cuts, I don't see the reason for celebration. No one's really celebrating. I just uh, want more people to see the game. Yeah, there That's you go. There's a couple of uh, uh, longer text messages. Please not Channel 7 as they are Aussie Rules dominant station and burnt uh, as in past NSL. ABC would be a better choice as they don't cover it. Uh, uh, so they cover it uh, well so far for audio and they're after SBS. Always give football a go in the past. ABC gave us the EPL in the early 90s and have a strong football following. There's Luke. But there there's just not enough people watching not the ABC compared to Channel 9, Channel 7. Yeah. Well, and their budgets are being slashed yeah, 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 the right. centres. So. Right. The FFA mm. are going to be asking for a lot more money. Yep. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with uh, Mike McGrath from the UK on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. White Hart Lane is a great place. The only thing wrong is that the seats face the pitch. This has been a sad coaching moment. By the four Diego's. But do you feel the same? On eleven sixteen SEN, the four Diego's. Yes, and coming up after the Diego's, it's all night appetite as always, right through until six a.m. And uh, hey, boys, it's uh, been a been a big show tonight. Let's go to across all the way to the UK and catch up with our man on the ground, Mike McGrath from the Sun. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hi, evening, guys. Or afternoon over here. Yes, uh, good afternoon to you. Vinny's here as well with uh, Warren and Carlos. Uh, I'm Rodrigo, by the way, just in case you, you didn't know. Hey, he's uh, always wondered, Rodrigo. Yeah, he's always yeah. wondered. Well, you know, he's, who's that guy that introduces us? Um, hey, Mike, uh, Gus 
Poyet was uh, sacked as uh, Sunderland's uh, manager after their 4-0 loss to Aston Villa. Um, that, that wasn't surprising, was it? Uh, not, not a huge surprise. No, I actually thought that the the kind of clash with Steve Bruce at, um, when, when they played Hull that was that kind of that 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 kind of discipline doesn't go down well in boardrooms and at the weekend it really was um, it really was a poor performance they kind of gave up at, by half time and the uh, crowds departing. Um, also signalled uh, Gus losing his job, really. I think the writing was on the wall once uh, the crowd was half full. Marcus Carlos, uh, what did Gus Poyer, what did he stand for as a coach or a manager? Because, you know, he comes from such a... I mean, he did play in the English Premier League with uh, Chelsea and uh, and he was a really well-known player and even internationally he was a good player. But his, uh, sort of his technique and the way he played the game was... Uh, quite stylish and he was a really creative sort of a midfielder. What sort of a manager was he and why did they go off him? I know obviously the results haven't been good, but he did so well at the end of last season. What went wrong this season? Well, I think as a coach, I think he's um, he's a motivator, definitely. Uh, kind of thrives on that enthusiasm throughout the squad. Um, uh, without, you know, possibly the most tactically kind of um, advanced coach in the world but I think he does tend to get the best out of players uh, but I, we've just been kind of hearing a few things behind the scenes that he wasn't getting the players he wanted I mean they, they survived by the skin of their teeth last season when they really shouldn't have and over the summer when you look at what they brought in it wasn't great um, Defoe was a was an emergency buy that's you know that's a big big signing for them but I don't think he got season and and then after that you you know you're really struggling because I don't think the quality until Defoe came was actually better than the team that really should have gone down last season. Mike Vinnie here can I uh, just change tack a little bit look ever since uh, Wayne Rooney signed that four book autobiography (laughs) deal a few years ago I worry because I, I worry about content whether he'll be able to fill, <laughs> you know, one volume, let alone four. Now, he's had an interesting weekend, shot a few videos, got a goal, made a, made a gripping <laughs> speech, apparently, at uh, just yeah. pre-game. Uh, can you let us know a little bit more about that or let the listeners know, you know, from your end, how it all went down? Uh, yeah, well, obviously, it was one of, you know, one of the fantastic tabloid stories in the sun on, on Sunday um, footage of Wayne Rooney having a kind of play around boxing match in um, in his kitchen and also getting flattened. Um, obviously, you probably wouldn't be too happy if you're Rooney because he, you, these things kind of buzz around on mobile phones and all of a sudden um, a lot of people have seen them. And Mike, was he, sorry, play, Mike, but... was, he, was he actually knocked out? It looked like he was knocked out. Yeah, that, that that's... That is what the footage looks like. They, you know, he took a punch and and and, took a, and, and had a fall. You know, that was um, so. That's how we build it. As you know, it's a. But I mean, it really, it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do for a professional footballer. In his point of view, he is, he's, uh, he would probably say, well, it's private and it shouldn't have got out. Um, but I don't think there's any question about what he what he's done on the pitch recently, particularly on Sunday. Uh, playing up front again and scoring a goal, kind of, and the celebration yes. to kind of cap it all off, I thought it was fantastic. Mike Liverpool had to wait all weekend and watched Man United win, and and 
obviously Chelsea drew and I um, think significantly Man City losing. It is a real battle for second, third and fourth now, isn't it, amongst four teams? I mean, Liverpool are the only team that hasn't lost since the new year. They're playing good football. I know they play Man U and Arsenal, which will probably define their season. But the Man City situation, like Pellegrini came out and said that he was fireproof a couple of weeks ago, and that's clearly can't be the case anymore. Are they going to be able to recover? Well, I think in a few hours' time, it really is um, you know, the D-Day for them because I think this season is kind of going to be on this match. They were terrible at Burnley. I was at Turf Moor at the weekend, and uh, yeah, even perhaps even more worrying than the performance, which was so lacklustre. It was, it was incredible. There's just no intensity there at all uh, from from the Premier League champions. If that wasn't a worry, Pellegrini afterwards kind of said it was a normal performance from him, and he kind of hinted that he was, you know, not happy but satisfied with how his players played, which I think was extremely bizarre from him um, it was nothing nothing that um that should be that should come from the champions so that's very worrying i think Arsenal are obviously on the up at the moment even though they got knocked out last night it was decent enough performance they created quite a lot of chances and liverpool i think it was a really good sign the fact that they, i don't think they've played yeah they didn't dominate at the liberty stadium they might have, might have been worthy of their win, but obviously the goal was so lucky, the ricochet off Jordan Henderson, and that kind of shows you that in this race, if the luck is with you, uh, it might just give you that edge going into those big matches. Mike Vinnie here, and uh, just one last one. Uh, the special one had a crack at Graham Sooners, and he effectively said that, um, you know, as a player pointing up to the sky, um, Sooners is much better than Jose, Jose Mourinho, but as a coach... Um, you know, I'm up there and, and Graham Souness is down there, is is at the opposite end of things. Is the sad thing for Graham Souness uh, the fact that uh, Jose is p- possibly quite right on this one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, Souness, you know, he played, he was, he, he is a great from a different era where, a uh, different physical era. Um, I think, as a as a head to head, it's a fantastic war of words actually, and it's um, uh, uh, I mean Jose's won everything. Graham Souness had a you know won some won some trophies, but isn't on that level as a coach, which is probably why he's a pundit now. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, there, there probably is a point. Yeah, that Jose Jose wasn't a, he's probably got a point there that Jose wasn't a great player and Souness wasn't a great. Coach, that's probably fair enough, but I really hope that they continue to, uh, you know, kind of do battle because it really is great viewing. And obviously, Sunes has a um, column over here as well in one of the newspapers, which at the moment, last three weeks, has been an absolute must-read. As much as I don't want to big up some of my fellow rivals, he really is um, stoking it up. Absolutely, you can always rely on uh, Jose and Sunes to do that. So, hey, Mike, thanks for your time. As always, we'll catch up with you next week. Okay, cheers, guys. There's Mike McGrath from The Sun. That's it for this week's show, boys. Don't forget, after Diego's It's All Night Appetite, so remember, Carlos. We have a Puerto Rican girls hang out. Woo there! Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bamba. Woo there! Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. Woo there! Wherever gringos play football. Woo there! We are the Four Diego's. Olé! Olé.